Hello and welcome to the Good Finds podcast brought to you by Gumtree. Previously on the Good Finds podcast, we talked to Pete Wicks of Towie fame. We chatted about him giving up being a celebrity and becoming a Buddhist monk. Very much my plan after we finish recording these, right before I become famous again and host series two. There is going to be a series two, right? Right? I'm Rachel Paris. Hi, how are you? No, really. Like, how are you within yourself? Are you keeping well? Let's pretend I can hear your answer because I really can't. This is a podcast. This is the show that puts celebrities in the hot seat as they reveal the truth behind some of their most unbelievable headlines. And not just headlines, we've gone full private investigator and scoured the World Wide Web for every scrap of gossip we could find. It's literally my dream job. I just love the drama. Have you ever seen a celebrity news story and thought, nah, no way? Well, on the Good Finds podcast, we're going to find out once and for all whether it's no way or yes way or a simple yes or no. Either or is fine with me. Each episode, I'll be putting a guest on the spot as they provide me with the truth behind the stories about them. Are they true? Are they false? Are they treasonous? Are they just a weird fever dream I had? We're about to find out. And obviously, subscribe and five-star reviewers from wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode, we have a queen of the jungle, a gogglebox icon and a TV national treasure. It's the one and only Scarlett Moffat. Hi, Scarlett Moffat. Well, what an introduction. Thank you very much. It's true, every word. You have got a little dog with you today. Yeah, I have. If she starts barking or you can hear what sounds like a duck, it is yeah. in fact my dog, Bonnie. It's not me, <laughs> I promise. That's useful to know. Honestly, sometimes <laughs> when I do my podcast, she makes like these weird duck noises and it, it just sounds like a fart. And, and I'm like, and I, I have to, I have to like go, I promise that's not me, that's my dog. So I'll give the pre-warning. Is that her making the noise of being happy or should we be concerned? No, no, she's happy. Uh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. We're going to be chatting about the ghost of Elvis Presley and fancying Declan Donnelly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scarlett Moffat, huge welcome to you on the Good Finds podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us, by the way. Oh, this is, absolutely delighted. I'm a little bit scared. I'm not going to lie. A little bit scared. <laughs> Nothing to be scared of. And okay. even if any of it is true and embarrassing, this is your chance to just deny it. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you generally read news stories about yourself? Never. And it's so funny because it's normally me nanny. Like, she'll ring us up and she'll go, E, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, why aren't you? Like, well, I've seen this in the paper <laughs> the other day. I'm like, no, nan, it's not, it's not true. You've got to ignore it. Stop reading it. <laughs> My mum does that, you know. My mum's not very good with the internet. Yeah. And she will call me up and she'll be like, I saw someone said that you were doing this on Twitter and someone said this about you. And I'm like, mum, you're literally reading the trolls on Twitter. (laughs) Well, my nan once rang us and went, and she went, hello. And I was like, are you all right? She was like, oh, she went, thank God for that. I went, why? She went, I was just checking you weren't dead because somebody... (laughs) Somebody had said they'd seen that you were dead on the internet. I was like, no, I'm definitely still here. Still alive. <laughs> Don't you wish that you could send like an edited version of the internet of like the things you've done to your older relatives? That, oh, yeah, that would be good. So they only see the things you want them to see. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing I saw you doing was um, the absolutely brilliant travel show with Rosie Jones. Oh, that was so much fun. Oh, I loved it. You were so great on it. 
Oh, thank you. Do you know what? Rosie is just like a wonderful, wonderful person. And she shows that like, you know, if even if you have a disability, you can just do so much. And they didn't they didn't show this because we weren't getting filmed, but we uh, went to the lakes and it's quite like a long drive yeah. and we really needed the toilet. <laughs> but because of COVID, they were like being really strict and I think I'm quite a smiley person and normally you can get away with a lot when you're a smiley person. And I was like, please, can we go to the toilet? And they were like, no, sorry. Rosie went, watch this. She like fully hyped up a disability. And we, we went to, the, not only did we go to the toilet, but we got free cake. I was like, thank you, Rosie. <laughs> the ultimate goal. I love her. Toilet yeah, and a cake. I love her. <laughs> She's so amazing. I loved it when she broke that like old machine that antique machine to, to be fair yes it was a hundred years old and people might look at that and go wow she's broke something that's like tested the length of time to me i was like it's a hundred years old she should probably he should have thrown it in the bin <laughs> how many how many sausages are you making on a daily basis that you need a hundred year old machine exactly you know what I mean? and to be honest if a small woman can break it quite easily it's obviously like it's not really up to testing is it no, but it was just any show where there's sausage making, you know you're in for a laugh. <laughs> That's a good rule for your career. Yeah, it is. Is the sausage making involved? Yes, I'll do it. Where do I sign? <laughs> how do how has Gogglebox affected you watching TV? Do you feel like when you watch it now, even when they're not filming, do you feel like you've got little comments to make all the time? I feel like I'm less critical. <laughs> Honestly, the amount of times that, like, I remember watching Carl Fogarty win I'm a Celebrity, and I remember watching that and going, Oh, calm down. You haven't, you're not the actual king of the jungle. <laughs> and then, obviously, when I won, I was nearly passing out. I was really dramatic, and I was like, Yeah, I probably shouldn't have ju- judged, you know, I probably shouldn't <laughs> have judged because it's TV's hard. Like, obviously, you know, I'm not a doctor or a nurse. I'm not doing, like, critical things. But it is a lot harder than it looks. And I wish that I hadn't sort of, like, judged people as quickly as I did. Because reading an auto cue, it is it is quite difficult. <laughs> it is. But I tell you what I think is more difficult is, like, reality, like I'm a celeb, is, like, trying to be always really nice and stay popular and stay chilled when the camera's on you and you're in a really stressful situation. See, the I don't know how you, you just, did it. You can't pretend in them shows. My advice to anyone who's an arsehole who gets offered I'm a celebrity, yeah. don't do it if you know you're an ass. Just don't do it because you will get found out. Like You can't pretend for that amount of time when you're hungry and cold and missing your friends and family that you're a nice person if you're not. So just don't do it. I feel like you advice. can't even be an ass for like like 10% of the time. Like you can't be an ass no. at all, which is so hard. Because that's the bit they would show. The bit they would show is when you snap. So just don't, yeah. If you get hangry as well, give oh. it a miss. <laughs> what was the what was the worst thing that you ate in the jungle? Oh, I, I got the misfortune of doing the Big Bush Bake Off with Carol Vorderman, mm. which sounds a lot of fun, isn't it? Actually, <laughs> actually is. Um, but I ate like... Camel penis, which was bad because wow. it had loads of little hairs on, like pubic hairs. No. And the toothbrush that they give us was like this eco-friendly toothbrush. And I just had camel pubic hairs like in my teeth <laughs> for quite a while, for I'd say about five days. Um, and then a fermented egg 
Oh. I wouldn't advise, yeah. Oh, don't, that. guys, don't ferment eggs. Just don't do no, it. No, I can still, yeah. I can't look at poached eggs in the same, <laughs> same way now. <laughs> Would you do it again? Would you go back into the jungle? I don't know. I, I don't know because part of us was like, it was such an amazing experience, but then it would be different because I'd be in with different people and it is the people that make it. Um, but I don't know. I, yeah, you, you heard it here first, shits producers. And giggles, I'd do. <laughs> the yeah. door's open. Make your offers. <laughs> <laughs> One final question. Are you ready for your first good find headline? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not a real question. You are ready for your first good find headline. We are cracking on. Warning, the next part of the show may contain ghosts and first dates, both equally scary in my mind. Scarlet Moffat is up for dating ghosts. So I need to know, I need to know specifics. Scarlet, are we talking about like proper invisible ghosts or the ones with like a sheet? over or Casper who I think is a child Um, (laughs) well obviously I'm in a relationship so the answer to that is no (laughs) (laughs) because you're Um, taken so because I'm taken I mean I'd be annoyed if like Scott then decided that he did want to date a ghost like I would still even though that's not a person as such I'd still be upset that you know he was too timing us, even if it was with a ghost. But, I mean, you hear a lot about, you know, those people who say they have sexual experiences with ghosts and stuff like that. I have and heard I some al- of them, yeah. Yeah, and I always just think, at least let them take you for dinner first. <laughs> Do you you want to be, like, be wined and dined, even yeah, if they're dead. Yeah, like, spirit or no spirit, like, you can't just jump into bed with folk you don't know. Like, you need to get a bit of back history. They need to, like, you need to make sure that you're compatible. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? So, this, this is sort of, this is sort of <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly from the way you're talking, you're like, no, I mean, no, it is a viable option for me. Well, yeah. How did this conversation come up? Did Is this just something you've always thought? Or was there a situation where, like, you know... <laughs> You saw this a thick is... ghost or something. No, I've sadly never seen a ghost. I wish that I had, though. Um, but I'm really, like, in a sort of, like, conspiracy theories and ghosts and the supernatural. Right. And um, I did a podcast with Jamie Lang and Spencer Matthews. And, yeah, Spencer was like, would you ever be up for dating a ghost? And I was like, well, yeah, if, if it was the right kind of ghost. If I was single and, you know. You're like, same nice. rules apply. Like, if they're good looking yeah. and a gentleman, then why not? Yeah. That, do you know what I mean? As long as the vibe's right and I'm single, that's, yeah, I'm up for it. Ghosts, but not zombies, presumably. Oh, me and Scott have had this conversation before. <laughs> of course you have. Scott is my boyfriend, by the way. He, because um, we, we have like a whole, if, a zombie apocalypse happens we have a plan yeah like we have a big plan me and my husband and do I as said, well we've talked about it yeah. where we'd go and i said yeah. see and i was like if i then got bitten and i became a zombie first would you keep it as like chained up and that and yeah we'd both keep each other on a leash 
<laughs> See, we wouldn't. We were watching a zombie film the other day. My husband turns to me and he goes, I think it's important that you know that you can trust me that if you start turning into a zombie, if you get bitten, I will shoot you in the head straight away. It's oh, reassuring. That's, that's also yeah. quite nice. Yeah, it you is know, re- there are children at stake. It's important, that stuff. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's caring. It's very selfless. I'll tell you what I think I would go for more than a ghost is a vampire. I think Mm. vampires are the sexiest. Vampires are the sexiest. They are. Why is that? I don't know. And werewolves. Actually, I think I'd go more for a werewolf. Yes. Because I do like hair. (laughs) I do like a bit of hair. And like also then you have the option that really they're only a werewolf 50% of the time. If that. So you've got the best of both best of both worlds there. <laughs> what, what's clear is that both me and Scarlett are dissatisfied with human men. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. We want to branch out. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. oh, brilliant. Disclaimer, the next part of the show mentions Las Vegas. So whatever happens in this section stays in this section. You hear me? Okay, let's move on to our next good find. Here we go. Gogglebox star Scarlett Moffat says Elvis is alive and living in Blackpool. (laughs) Now, uh, before we delve into this, just so we're clear, you are talking about Elvis Presley, right? Not just a random pensioner called Elvis. No, Elvis the King Presley, yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So do you think Elvis is A, alive and B, in Blackpool? So, this is... I could go on forever with this one, but I do believe that Elvis, I don't know if he's still alive, but I don't think he died when people said he died. Okay. There's lots of theories around this. One is that even um, his gravestone, Aaron, is spelled incorrectly. So people think that's Mm -hmm. a sign that he's saying, you know, the real Elvis is still out there. Some people say that you can see Elvis in the airport scene in the back of the Home Alone movie. (gasps) Yeah, it what? does look a lot like him. Wow. It look with with white hair because obviously, like, he still ages. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> there was a lot of sightings of Elvis in Blackpool. Was like, there? it could have just it could have just been a lookalike. Not gonna lie. <laughs> but then the more I started looking into it, there are sort of <laughs> there are a lot of tunnels that connect sort of the Winter Gardens to Blackpool Tower to different areas of Blackpool, and I was like, well. If anyone was allowed to scurry around those those tunnels, it would be the king I love that, himself. So not only would he be living in Blackpool, but also like scurrying around yeah. the underground doesn't of Blackpool wanna, as doesn't well. Doesn't want to draw attention to himself, does he? <laughs> but what... Also, Liverpool and Las Vegas, not miles apart. <laughs> they're not. You know, they're both glamorous. I, they're not glitzy. And so, like as well, lots of people say Blackpool is the Las Vegas of England. So, of course, he's going to go there. (laughs) Of all the places to go, he can have slots of fun there. You know, there's... He'll fit in because people could think, nah, that's not the real Elvis. It'll be an impersonator. But what I love most about this story is I actually got an email from a council spokesperson in Blackpool. Um basically telling me there was no tunnels and like I've been I've <laughs> I've been told like wrong information and that I'm not to worry and that Elvis probably is really dead god rest his soul oh no I feel like that's yeah. just spoiling your fun to I be know. honest for them to say that 
I know. Why I, be I hurtful? Sounds... I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a fan of Elvis? Yeah, I, re- I love Elvis. Oh, I really love great. Elvis. Yeah. So I don't want him to be dead. People <laughs> listening now are going to be like, what on earth have I tuned into? <laughs> <laughs> have you got any other uh, conspiracy theories that you subscribe to that you think, mm, there's something in that, actually? <gasps> there's so many. Like, I mean... F- I don't believe we've been to the moon, which I know is very controversial, but there's just too much evidence to say that we haven't been. Um, I do believe in mermaids. I did set up my own forum um, for mermaids. Incredible. Uh, yeah, which is shows how much time I had on my hands during lockdown. We're uh, adding mermaids <laughs> to the list of like non-human creatures yeah. that we would now, date see, as well. I would... Date a merman. I'm not the best swimmer. Not gonna lie, <laughs> that would create a bit of an issue. But my take on mermaids is because we haven't delved that far into the ocean yet. I actually think that we've got it the wrong way around. I think that they've got human bottom parts so that they can reproduce and fish top halves. But that's so worse. Actually... Would you not get with a half fish? No, like, because either way round, either there's like, you know, a sort of face and torso that you fancy that you're into mm. with your boyfriend and then you can't do any of the, you know, fun stuff because they're a fish down there. Or Have you never seen The Shape of Water? Basically, how, if you've never seen Shape of Water, how they say fish men's penises work, it's like the opening of a flower. That sounds beautiful. So if you can imagine... <laughs> It's flat, like it's flat gills, and then all of a sudden it opens up like a flower, and then poop, out pops the little <laughs> fish finger, boop. so to speak. There it is. Yeah. It is as beautiful there. as Scarlett's describing. Boop. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> With that happening. You're right. Now you've made me realise actually that is actually more erotic than what happens to human men. Yeah, I'd agree. There's a lot to think about. There's a lot to think about. <laughs> We're making our own articles as we speak. We really the are. Daily Mail will have a field day with this. <laughs> Scarlett and Rachel Parry's horny convo <laughs> yeah. about Merman. <laughs> Warning, the next part of the show contains references to Declan Donnelly. If you're not sure who it is, picture Anton Deck. It's the one on the right. That's the fella. Uh, right then, Scarlett. So, this is the headline. Scarlett Moffat reveals secret crush on Declan Donnelly. Now, are you sure you know which one is which? You don't accidentally mean Ant? No, I definitely know the difference between them because I've Great. been very lucky to work with them and to call them pals. Um, I don't I don't fancy Deck now, but when I was a child, um, I was obsessed with SMTV Live. Yeah. And the wonky donkey section, I you, not being a big head, please don't think I'm being a big head here. I would say 98% of the time I would get the rhyme right, like straight off. Amazing. Uh, straight away. And Deck was like me. He would get really angry when people would get the rhyme wrong. <laughs> people would rhyme like B with, with honey. And it's like, no, it's got to rhyme. Like, it's got to rhyme. And he'd get so angry and frustrated. And I'd be like, I need to find myself a man when I'm older who also gets angry at bad rhyming and bad grammar. That's really niche. That's a really niche yeah. thing to look for. And I like that you've got high standards. 
Yeah, and I found it. I found it in Scott. He also <laughs> is one of those people on Facebook where if somebody spells loads of words incorrectly, sorry, but we're going to have to unfriend you. <laughs> I am that. Your heart, start, your heart starts beating a little bit quicker. You're just yeah. like, yes. I am a, I'm a Facebook Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so, but did you think, did you like, I think Decky's a good looking man, you know. I oh, mean, he's a handsome chap. La- large forehead, certainly. But that's part of his charm, I think. No, Ant's the one with the big forehead. I think they both have Scarlet. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> do you actually? I do. I do. Uh, next time I have a look at them, I'm going to. But gonna I'm not one to speak. My husband, my husband's got the most enormous forehead. So obviously I don't think it's an unattractive feature. Um, and I do think, yeah, they're so charming, aren't they? They're so They are very charming. Lovely. And I actually read a thing before, I don't know how true this is, that five finger foreheads are a sign of beauty. Really? I'm measuring yeah. now. I'm sort of So if you if you can fit your whole hand on your forehead, just above your eyebrows, you are conventionally very attractive. Wow, that's good to know. I mean, again, like if we're obviously like taken at the moment, but if we're ever back on the dating scene, just have the hand at the ready to put on men's foreheads. Yeah. Just like just see. sort of like pretend to fall a little bit and catch a fall <laughs> on their forehead. And then you're like, yes, five finger, come on through. <laughs> Imagine that falling and breaking your fall with someone's forehead. <laughs> I couldn't think of another way that you would say, no, I love excuse it. me, can I please check your forehead? <laughs> I don't know how else I would do that. Um, have you got any other celebrity crushes, like just people you think, like, oh, they're cute, you know, they're nice? Do you know what? my So I love, like I just think he's wonderful, um, Richard Osman, you oh, know, from yeah. like House of Games and, and Pointless, because... I, I like really tall men because mm-hmm. I'm only five foot. Um, and, yeah, Richard, I think he's like six, seven or something. I think he might be more. He's, like he's insanely yeah. tall, isn't he? I was once on a train with him, right? And the greatest thing happened. I've never seen it in my life. And as a small person, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. He was sat down, had his bag and reached up, you know, to the top yeah. of the train and put his bag on the holder. No. Didn't have to stand up. No, just picked it up, one hand scoop, bang, in the holder. That is amazing. No stretching, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of man you want to marry. You and you and Richard Osmond, though, like the height difference, it would be ridiculous. It would be too funny. Yeah. It would actually be quite amusing. It would be good, yeah. We would, we would cheer people up in the street. Like they'd see us and they'd be like, "Yeah, that's cheered me up." That that'd be your mate. That'd be like your main thing as a couple would be people pointing and laughing at you. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And I'd be ready for that. I love it. Warning, this next section contains references to funerals. So if you're listening to this podcast at a funeral, well, you really shouldn't be. Have some respect. Scarlett Moffat reveals she's already planned her funeral and wants a karaoke send-off. Now, I mean, I don't know for certain, Scarlett, but I can't imagine you're going to be able to scatter your ashes in a booth in Tiger Tiger. Let's (laughs) let's talk it out. What are your plans? Yeah, this is in fact true. And um, there's just so many songs to choose from. And, like, I have a very specific 
image in my head of how my funeral's gonna go. And a lot of my friends, when I bring this up and I ask them, well, what are you gonna do at your funeral? They say I'm being morbid. But to me, it's the one event that we can definitely guarantee we're having. I'd like to be prepared. So one thing I've done is I've picked out two styles of coffin, uh-huh. of casket. Um, I'd like a glass one, like Snow White, if oh, I just yeah, I die that. of old age. If I'm in some sort of accident where my face gets a bit messed up, and <laughs> <laughs> then I've chosen a nice oak finish. Lovely. Considerate uh, to the mourners, yeah. Save them that. Yeah. I don't want I don't want their last image of me being that. So I've been very thoughtful in my choices. And yeah, there's just loads of songs that I want. I want it to be a little bit of a laugh. So I would like Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. Brilliant. As I am getting carried to my final rest place. Do you want everyone doing the... Oh, yeah, of course. I want people joining in, singing along. Yeah. I also, in the background, would like two projectors... Yeah. ...with slow-mo videos of me on various shows laughing. (laughs) You know, to bring a bit of atmosphere... (laughs) I love like a that. Bit of a, yeah. You, you, it sounds good, doesn't it? So far, I'd like Volivants because... <laughs> what flavour? They are, well, different flavours, vegetarian, vegan, meat, you know, you've got to cater for all. Bit now. of everything. A bit of everything. And they're the height of sophistication. Whenever I'd go to a do and there'd be Volivants, I'd be like, these are class. Yeah. These are pure class. So I'd like them. When my casket gets lowered into the ground... Just for shits and giggles, I would like the theme tune of Countdown. I just, I just think that'll brighten, you know, I don't want everybody crying all the time. I, I want it to be nice and joyous. It adds a brilliant finality. For people who haven't quite accepted your death, it really makes it clear. Dead. Gone. Move on. <laughs> I think that's absolutely genius. What? So you've got another one bites the dust for the music. Uh-huh. Are there any other songs that you're like attached to? I like. Um, I'm quite a musical theatre girl, so I like Memory. Oh, me too. From oh, Cats. beautiful. Yeah, lovely. Elaine Page version, of course. Of course. Um, I feel like everyone has to have Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. Nice. Yeah. That's Would you get just... a Frank Sinatra impersonator to do that, or get everyone to sing it? Oh no, I've never thought of that. I might have to put that on my list. Worth thinking about. That is it? worth thinking about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i tell you, one of the nicest things, one of the, uh, obviously you get married because you love the person very much and you want to commit to them in a serious way. Yeah. But more important than that is that you get to plan an event like this and choose songs for it. And that was one of my favourite things about getting married was going, <laughs> what do I want to make my friends and family sing? Um, yes. And we made them sing uh, I'm a Believer. You know the one? Nice. It was so nice getting to choose all those songs. So I get it. Like, plan plan your funeral, guys. It's yeah, not morbid. plan ahead. It's not morbid. And just write it down, print it off, put it in a little envelope. <laughs> and then it, do you know what I mean? And then it's one less worry for your loved ones. They can go, here's the envelope. This is what we'll do. Exactly. As long as you're not, maybe don't like print off loads of copies and post them to everyone you know, because that might worry people. Yeah, that might worry. They might start an intervention. <laughs> They'll just start getting extra security for you. Just a bit, yeah. just a bit worried. <laughs> <laughs> 
Scarlet Muffet, you have unsurprisingly been a total delight. Thank you very much for joining me on the Good Finds podcast. Thank you. It's been very good to separate the news from the fake news. Uh, I hope very much I get an invite to your funeral. Oh, you will. Don't worry. I'll put you on the list. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Now I've said that, it sounds like a threat, doesn't it? Yeah, it does a bit. (laughs) You will, I promise. Thanks. Uh, While we've got you, is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, I mean, if people also are interested in finding out whether Elvis Presley is alive or more mermaid chat, then me and my boyfriend have got a podcast uh, called Scarlet Moffat Wants to Believe because... He's not a believer and it's basically just me trying to convince him that the weird and wonderful does exist. (laughs) Nice. Do listen to Scarlett's podcast. uh, And thank you so much for joining us today, Scarlett Moffat. What a treat. And that's it for another episode of the Good Finds podcast. A huge thank you to Scarlett Moffat. Quite honestly, one of the best people I've ever met. Take that, Malala. I've never met Malala, but I would love to. Actually, can we get her on the podcast? No? Producer's shaking his head again. Okay. Look, we sure learnt a lot from the Queen of the Jungle, from fancying Declan Donnelly, to the whereabouts of Elvis Presley, to dating celestial beings. Though in my experience, I take a ghost over some of my exes. But that's another story for another day. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us here at the Good Finds Podcast using this amazing thing called social media. I think it's going to catch on. See you later, books. We are at Gumtree on Twitter and at Gumtree UK on Instagram. And even I've jumped on the bandwagon. I'm at Rachel Paris on Twitter and Rachel SV Paris on Instagram. Let us know what good finds you found using hashtag goodfind. That's all we have time for on this episode of the Good Finds Podcast, brought to you by Gumtree. Thank you.